Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of In the Moment, The Chronicles of JC. I am your host, JC, and you're about to enter a world that most guys only dream about. But for me, it's just been the life I live. So let's get to it. This story takes place on one of my favorite holidays of the year, Halloween. As a kid, besides Christmas, nothing was better than dressing up for a day like your favorite movie serial killer, hero, cartoon character, or anything your imagination desired. And then to say trick or treat to just about anybody you come in contact with that day and get free candy was pure heaven for a sugar hungry kid like myself. But once I came into adulthood, the free candy was replaced with super slutty costumes worn by women without an ounce of shame. Ever since my college years, there was always something about Halloween that brings out the inner slut and even the most refined of women. But tonight started out with me genuinely trying to help out my older brother Kevin, who was in a bit of a jam. Him and his wife Monica had got invited to one of his co-workers Halloween party. They were all set to go when they got a call from the 16-year-old babysitter claiming to be sick and unable to babysit and take my niece and nephew trick-or-treating. So they called Uncle JC to save the day, or night in this matter, and in my niece Carly and my nephew Ethan's eyes as being the coolest human being alive, I was more than happy to once again be the hero responsible for a night of fun and endless amount of free candy. My brother lives in this massive gated community in the city of Calabasas, which is about a half hour or so outside of LA. It has hundreds of homes in it, and each one competitively competes to have the best Halloween decorations and candy in the community, which resulted in Carly and Ethan feeling like they just went to 50 haunted houses in one night with vast amounts of candy I only dreamed of having as a kid. I guess everybody had bought their candy at Costco that year because they each had about 20 whole packs of Skittles and Starburst. They had so much candy that ended up having to carry their bags for them in between houses because it started becoming too heavy for them. I found that ironic seeing how Ethan was Superman that year and Carly was Wonder Woman. After a couple more houses, I was going to call it a night and take them back home. They already had enough candy to last them until next Halloween. But then Ethan spotted one of his friends from school, and I spotted the woman dressed in a sexy witch costume that was walking with the friend from school. As Ethan, Carly, and now Ethan's friend and his sister ran up to the next house with a renewed energy, me and the sexy witch was left alone waiting for them on the sidewalk. Like I said, I genuinely came out tonight for Ethan and Carly, but when an opportunity presents itself, well, <laughs> one has to take it. The costume she had on had a split going all the way up to her thigh, confirming she had those legs I like, but I didn't want to be some homewrecker, so I needed to get a little info from her. So did you and your husband do a paper, rock, scissors to decide who was taking the kids out tonight, I said? She laughed a little and said, oh, these aren't my kids. I'm just Aunt Lindsay doing a favor for my sister. Really? Because I'm Uncle JC doing a favor for my brother. Babysitter canceled on them hours before they were going to go to a Halloween party. Oh my God, are you shitting me? Because that's exactly what happened to my sister, she said. What is there, some underground babysitter strike going on, I said? <laughs> she laughed pretty loudly. This is going well so far. In the moments we had as the kids were up at the houses getting candy and solidifying their future cavities, I learned that Lindsay was a lot like me single and working and living in LA, with an older sibling living in the so-called American dream out in the suburbs. I was quickly starting to like her, but I knew unfortunately I wouldn't be able to get anything going with her that night because we both had sugar-fueled kids to look after. I decided I would just get her number and hopefully set something up another night. Just as I was about to ask her for her number, Ethan's friend, 
who ironically was dressed as Sherlock Holmes, I didn't realize it, but had solved my problem of getting some alone time with Lindsay when he ran over and asked if Ethan and Carly could come back to the house to do some candy swapping. She gave me that, is this okay with you look, and I just said, sure, why not? I always thought my brother's house was pretty nice, but as I looked around Ethan's friend's house, it was on a whole nother level. The kitchen looked like it was designed by Chef Gordon Ramsay himself. The living room was so big it looked like a hotel lobby, and it had one of those infinity pools I love that looked like the water flows over the edge with no boundary. As Lindsay and I watched the kids trade candies with each other, for a moment I felt like I was watching my own kids. And this is what married life is like. Honestly, it felt good. Then Lindsay grabbed my hand and said she wanted to show me something. Believe it or not, it was a panic room. Like in the movie Panic Room with Jodie Foster and Forrest Whitaker. It was located in the master bedroom. And I couldn't tell you the exact dimensions, but it was like the size of a large bathroom with still enforced walls. And one part of it was a wall of flat screen TVs that she turned on and almost every inch of the house was covered amongst the screens. I saw the kids in the living room. She pressed a button directly below the screen and we could hear what they were talking about, which at the time was still candy swapping. There was also a small pantry stock with food that had a shelf life of almost 20 years. I knocked up against the walls with my fists. These walls are thick, I said. She then looked right at me and with a smile said, that's because they're soundproof. I saw a large red button near the door entrance. That clearly was a button to lock the room down. The kids' candy negotiating seemed to be getting heated. Maybe we should get back down to the kids, she said. They'll be all right for a while, I responded. Then I pressed the red button. She turned and looked to me. I couldn't tell for sure if she wanted to slap me or fuck me. She walked past me and opened a cubby compartment in the wall, then pulled out a folded twin-size comforter mat and threw it on the floor. She started removing her clothes. I was just staring until she said, Come on, if you want to do this, we got to hurry up and knock this out before those little monsters downstairs start wondering where we are. I started ripping my clothes off like they were on fire. Because of the soundproof walls, Lindsay wasn't holding back any reactions that came out. The sex was pretty good, but brief, like we wanted it to be. Her nephew asked her why she was out of breath when we finally rejoined them in the living room. She told them we just tried out some new exercise video, and they believed every word she said, even asked her if they could try out the exercise video. She said it was for adults only. You gotta love the ignorance of children at times like this. Ethan, Carly, and I left soon after that. Lindsay and I exchanged phone numbers to hopefully have a round two sooner than later. As I was walking the children back home, I just so happened to look over and saw a couple in the space between two houses having sex, with the woman in a witch costume similar to Lindsay's. He had her pinned up against the wall and appeared to be hitting it doggy style. I told you, Halloween brings out the inner slut in everybody. The guy and I happened to catch each other's eyes as I walked past, and we both just kind of nodded to each other. I started thinking I bet he would have loved to have a panic room to fuck in right about now. I asked Ethan what his friend's father did for a living. I was trying to figure out some reason besides paranoia as to what would motivate a person to build a panic room like that in their house. He just said his friend told him his dad works on top secret government projects. I wanted to know more, but that was all Ethan knew. Ethan then unexpectedly asked me, were you and Lindsay really doing exercise videos together? I didn't know how to respond exactly, so I just said, in a way, yes, we were exercising. He gave me a little smile like he may have known what I meant by that. And I thought for a second we may even fist pound it out. But he just innocently said, okay, then ran to catch up with his sister. He hasn't asked me since then about that night, but I got a feeling when he hits those teenage years, the subject may come up again. And I will definitely have a lot to tell him and hopefully teach him then too. Lindsay and I did end up meeting in the city a few weeks later. 
and it was a pretty adventurous night to say the least. But I'll save that story for another time. Well, that concludes this episode of In The Moment, The Chronicles of JC. If you want to know when new shows are uploaded or any updates on the show, you can go to the show's Twitter handle at the JC Chronicles, and you can email me at thejcchronicles at gmail.com. And remember, always live in the moment.